Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. It's 105 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Digitex has their office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all and could be doing it for you right now. Hugh Porter over at Digitex will help you out. He'll also bet you on the Stanley Cup Final. If you want to uh, get in on the action. I know I bet uh, Hugh, and I was very uh, happy when the Capitals won last night because uh, a night on the town with Hugh, which is on the line here with our bets, will be a costly one. A lot of fun, but for a radio producer, it'll be costly. So I'm hoping the Cavs can pull this out, and I win that bet uh, against uh, Hugh Porter, who's a great guy, uh, and he is uh, the leader of Digitex, and uh, they have all our supplies covered here at 6.30. Chet, some guests on Oilers now receive gift certificates from Japanese Village, three locations downtown, south side, and on the north side. You can call on our Oilers now hotline at 780-496-0063. Brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. They have Nazareth on August 10th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us 630-630. Brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We'll get to some of your text messages at 135 when we go interactive. All right. Mike Moriel is uh, from NHL.com. He is their draft uh, guru over at NHL.com. And uh, he joins us right now on our River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Mike, welcome back to Oilers Now. How are things going? Pretty good, Brennan. Uh, as usual, having a good time here in Buffalo. Uh, prospects came in, a majority of them on Sunday. Monday, the interviewing process began for the 104 prospects that are here. Um, and uh, that the interviewing stages will continue through Friday, tomorrow. Uh, and this morning, actually, uh, the prospects are going through um, a test called the functional movement screen. Um, usually the, the FMS doesn't necessarily pinpoint an injury, 
but it can indicate the need for further examination. So if there's a range imbalance or if one side of the body is stronger or weaker than the other, the test helps determine that. And most of the prospects went through their medical examinations on Wednesday uh, this week. And, of course, Friday is the VO2 max, that long 15-minute bike test that the prospects take. And then eight of the 11 uh, tests will be uh, on Saturday at Harbor Center here in Buffalo. So a lot of excitement. Uh, I spoke to plenty of the prospects. They're uh, all geared up for this and and looking forward to the draft uh, later in June. Yeah, what are you hearing? You've talked to a lot of the prospects. You're likely talking to a lot of the executives that are down there interviewing the prospects right now. Um, what are you hearing about this draft? Are a lot of people excited about it? Because uh, it seems like there is uh, you know, a top two right now, and that's Dolan and then Sveshnikov. After that, a lot of uh, open area. Like We don't know exactly what's going to happen. Some GMs talking about moving up, some talking about moving down. So what are you hearing, I guess, as we get closer to the draft? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, I think the, this draft is is a pretty deep, deep one in general. I know we've heard different things about it. Like, obviously, you have the top end is is elite. You have Erasmus Dahlin, who most likely go number one to Buffalo. You've got three sensational wings after that, and Andrei Svechnikov of Barry, obviously Brady Kachuk of Boston University, Philip Zadina of Halifax. Three players. I'm really looking forward to see how. Everything transpires between, obviously, Carolina getting a two-pick and the Canadians have the number three pick. And um, and, then, and then you, you know, Brian, you kind of run into a, you know, a series of good defensemen. There's a lot of right-handed defensemen in this draft class this year, including Evan Bouchard, who had a sensational year in, with the London Knights. Noah Dobson, of course, he's coming off a, not only a Quebec Major Junior League championship, but a Memorial Cup with Ackerty Bathurst, uh, did a sensational job. I thought he really came into his own for Ackerty Bathurst uh, uh, as a defenseman, as a you know a young defenseman, uh, and he looked really strong. He just came to the combine, got here uh, yesterday, in fact. Um, and then you have the you know the, the right-handed D from from Sweden, Adam Boquist, who um, you know obviously he struggled with some injuries early in the season, came into his own, great skater, elite skater could go top 10 in this draft. Uh, and in fact, Focus might be a player that could be targeted, I would imagine, by Edmonton at that number 10 pick if he's still there. And then Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes, he's a lefty, but um, another defenseman, smaller size, excellent skill set, uh, skill set uh, kind of a Chris Letang-type defenseman of this draft. Uh, he's going to go very early, too. So a lot of depth, I think, Brendan, in this draft. And there are a lot of good players. I mean, when you, when you start looking at the 11 to 20, 25 range, sometimes you got to flip a coin, and it might be a matter of preference for a lot of these teams. But I kind of like what this draft has to offer. Well, yeah, from another standpoint, uh, I think they would like to get a right shot, D. The question is, will one of those guys be available? More on that in a second. Um, top of the draft here with Brady Kachuk. I know you talked to him as well, Mike, uh, at the Combine. It seems like there is a bit of a narrative that he's slipping a little bit. Might maybe follow the top five. I don't know if that's going to happen. I guess it depends on preference for a lot of these teams position-wise as well. Um, we, we watch his brother, Matthew, uh, here in uh, Edmonton a lot as uh, the Oilers go up against the Flames, and he's become a thorn in uh, the Oilers' side already, and a, a number of players around the NHL as well and other teams. So how much of uh, Matthew is there in Brady? Is he a similar style of player? Is there more uh, offensive upside to him than maybe Matthew? And where do you think he ends up? Is there a chance at all that he falls out of the top five? Yeah, you know, the, 
I don't see how Brady Kachuk falls out of the top five. I find, I would find that really hard to believe. Brent, I mean, he's a power forward, but so much more. I mean, a passer, you know, he led the Boston University Terriers and assists with 23 this year. His hockey sense, BU coach, uh, former BU coach, David Quinn, not only had him battling in the slot as any good Kachuk does, but he was playing the half wall in the power play. He scored three of his eight goals on the man advantage. A great compete level, Brent. I mean, uh, Bob Mosco, the U.S. National Junior Team coach, told me that, you know, Brady, Brady Kachuk plays only one way, hard and heavy. He's so tough to knock off the puck. He's as responsible on his own end as he is on offense, second on BU with a plus-15 rating this year. His physical play is off the charts. When I asked, you know, his brother Matthew about him, he told me, you know, he's, he's a more physical player than I am and most likely will be that way once he develops. He's still a scrawny kid, Brent. I mean, um, he goes about 6'3", 196. He's still going to grow into that big frame of his. So it's, it's kind of scary to think what type of player he will be when he does become a man. And, and, you know, I also like to say, you know, I spoke to Jim Johansson, the late Jim Johansson. Um, he served as GM for the, for the bronze medal winning U.S. National Junior Team at the, at the 2018 World Junior Championships. And he told me in December that, you know, Brady's ability to assess where his game is as a player at this stage is one of his greatest assets. You know, from the outside, People look at stats and think that's the player, but it's not the player. You know, self-assessment today is a real important aspect of player development, and Brady's self-assessment is excellent. But from what J.J. told me, it's excellent in two perspectives. One, he knows what he's good at, and two, he knows the areas in which he can get even better. And, and that's, that's what's going to make him an elite player. He seems to get better at every level he's played in. So I think it would be a mistake, and... and you know, those teams that pass on Brady Kachuk may be uh, regretting it down the road two, three years from now. Chatting with Mike Morial from NHL.com. He's also the co-host of DraftCast. Uh, your colleague, Mike Zeisberger, uh, did an interview with Peter Shirelli yesterday, I believe, and uh, he posted it last night. And uh, in that uh, article, it sounds like the Oilers plan to keep the pick and there may be some talk of moving up. Now, I like Evan Bouchard. Uh, but I think, as you had in your mock draft, you have him going number seven. I think he'll likely be gone uh, before the Oilers pick uh, at 10. That would be my number one uh, preference for the Oilers if he's somehow there. Uh, maybe they need to trade up to get him. Uh, you talked about Boquist as well. Um, and in your mock draft, you have uh, Wallstrom going to the Oilers. I know they have Pulley RV and Yamamoto on the right side, but they haven't proven it yet at the NHL level. So never uh, a bad idea to add a shooter like that that could play with McDavid or Drysaddle in the future. So... Uh, the Oilers are at 10, and uh, do you think they're going to get uh, a really good player here? Uh, I don't know who it's going to be, lots of options, but what do you think about the player they could potentially get? Yeah, you know, I kind of I kind of agree with you, Brent, that maybe they might be looking at that defenseman, but in this case, I had Bouchard, Dobson, uh, you know, and Hughes, um, you know, going in that draft, uh, going higher in that draft, so Edmonton didn't have a chance to get them, and, and in addition to, to Boquist, I had uh, Boquist uh, going a little uh, earlier as well. So, but Bouchard, Dobson, and Hughes, you're right. If Bouchard is there at ten, you definitely take him. They all had strong and successful seasons, and um, again, it'll come down to what an NHL club is looking for. All three D guys upgraded their status as as the season went along. Um, with the group of scouts uh, at the final rankings, it, it all came down to the style of play with their skills and assets, and that obviously that projection. You know, Bouchard is such a strong shooter from the point. 
He always finds a way to get the puck through on the net, gets those shots on goal, so critical in today's game. You know, Noah Dobson, as I said earlier, just a flashy, exciting, exhilarating player to watch on the ice. Knows how to get the pucks deep. Two years ago when he was a rookie in the queue, he was more of a defensive-type player. Uh, the coaching staff had him going up against big-time players, too, like a Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, but this year, in addition to his defense, he really picked up the pace offensively, put up a ton of points uh, for Acadie Bathurst, and, and play, had an exceptional season. Quinn Hughes, real good year for the University of Michigan, started off slow, kind of that smaller size defenseman, but that no longer matters, as you know, Brent. It's, you know, this has become, seems like it's become a under-six-foot type game with the speed. The transition is so important uh, in today's game, so it really doesn't matter if these guys are under six foot. In fact, uh, four of the nine defensemen that were selected in the first round of the 2017 draft last season were under six foot, including the first off the board in Cam McCarr to the Colorado Avalanche at number four. So um, it's I think Edmonton's going to have a, a nice little you know few players to choose from here. Um, I do like Wallstrom. I think if Wallstrom is available, he's the, he would, in my eyes, probably be the best uh, at that spot for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, and it doesn't hurt to take the best available and a player that has an incredible shot that's probably NHL caliber right now. And in addition to that, a kid that's really motivated and a kid that uh, led the USNTDP with points, 94, 13 power play goals, six game-winning goals, 288 shots in 62 games. This kid loves to shoot, and he loves to score. So a few good options here uh, for Peter Shirelli and Edmonton Oilers, uh, Brenda, at that number 10 spot. Well, yeah, when you talk about Wallstrom there, I mean, that sounds like the perfect uh, linemate for Connor McDavid in the future. <laughs> so that's uh, exciting to think about. And uh, perhaps maybe he goes higher if another team uh, becomes uh, intrigued by that package you just talked about. So lots of uh, dominoes that will fall here moving forward. Um, another domino that may fall is that, you know, there's no real center, I guess, in the top five or top seven, but if there's a team that wants a center, maybe they'll go out and grab him uh, early, and maybe that will help the Oilers with a, a guy falling to them at 10. Do you see either Hayton or Valeno maybe cracking the top 10 if a team is desperate for a center? Yeah, you know, Barrett Hayton, uh, I like what he was able to bring to the table this year. Uh, uh, about six one, one ninety. he had a real nice season for the Sioux. Um, you know, is where to locate those line mates as a, as a natural playmaking center. 60 points this year, 63 games. Um, great hockey sense, can play the power play, the penalty kill, an all-purpose type, type centerman there. Joe Valeno, we've heard so much about him and what he was able to bring. Obviously, he started the season in his career um, in the Canadian Hockey League with the St. John Sea Dogs, was traded to Drummondville in December and seemed to pick up the pace after that trade uh, and working with Coach Dominic Ducharme when, uh, while he was there in Drummondville. Uh, I think I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I believe it was a plus 40-plus uh, 40 points in, in 33, 34 games uh, for, the, for the season in Drummondville. Had a pretty decent playoff, too. I know Drummondville was eliminated in the second round, but they, he had a pretty good playoff as well. And Real determined kid uh, off the ice. shows a lot of character, has good leadership traits, um, he's probably one of the best skaters of this draft class. He's a pass-first type guy, very committed to the defensive zone. So Valina would be a, another option. Um, and then there's a, there's a Finnish player as well um, who could go pretty high, Kakaniniemi, 
Um, he's another centerman that's played really, really well this season in Finland, and I would expect him to maybe go maybe top seven, top eight, but if he's there for Edmonton, that might be another option. Yeah, a guy that might uh, fit nicely with Polyervi moving forward as well. Um, I guess if all those D go for the Oilers and they really want a D, maybe they would take uh, Ty Smith, who they've likely watched a lot of being with uh, Spokane and watching Yamamoto this past season. So what can you tell us about Ty Smith? Yeah, Ty Smith is another you know player that goes about 5'10", 175 pounds. I think he emerged this year, Brent, as a real leader for Spokane. This was his second season in the dub. He was really, really effective on the power play. He had uh, 27 points, I believe, uh, with the man advantage. He's a left shot, um, can really dissect the forecheck. You know, he likes to pick uh, the forechecking people apart. Good transition, smooth there, um, has that nice first pass uh, out of the zone. Uh, He's smart and can adapt his game to, to really any situation he encounters, and um, he's another player, I think, for sure, Bren, that, that will be there for Edmonton if they wanted a player of his stature. Decent size. Again, he's under six foot. I wouldn't pay too much attention to it. You know, you develop and mature these guys. Obviously, he'll, he'll probably stick with Spokane uh, for at least another season uh, before they even think about uh, bringing him to the big league. So, um, and that'll be good for his development. I mean, to, in my eyes, there are probably only two, possibly three, players that uh, could be NHL-ready in this draft, that being the guy we expect to go number one in Darlene. I think Andre Svechnikov will be playing in the NHL next season. And, I don't know, this might be a surprise to some, but I do think Evan Bouchard has an opportunity, depending on what team drafts him and the needs they have along the blue line. I think he would have a good opportunity, a good shot, uh, to play in the NHL next year as well. There is a spot on the right side for the Oilers, so if they get him somehow, <laughs> perhaps that may happen. I know he looked good on the power play at least next season. So, Thanks for taking some time here, Mike. Yep. Uh, it should be a lot of fun this weekend, uh, and in the lead-up to the draft, we'll have to do it again as we get closer to uh, the draft in Dallas. Thanks a lot, Brendan. Have a great evening. That's Mike Moriel from NHL.com. Out of the combine all week, you can uh, check out some of his stuff uh, at NHL.com. He's been uh, interviewing a lot of the prospects uh, throughout the week as well. Speaking of those prospects, we are going to get interactive when we get back here on Oilers Now. You can text us 630-630. Give us a call, 780-496-0063. I'm asking for your top three realistic picks for the Oilers at number 10. So don't text in Dolan or Svechnikov, Kachuk, Zadina. Those guys will all be gone. But after that, it's uh, a little bit dicey. There are a lot of teams trying to move up, some teams trying to move down, and it should be interesting for the Oilers. So I don't think it's crazy to believe that maybe a Bouchard or a Wallstrom is there for the Oilers at 10. I mean, there will be some guys dropping. We see it. We see it every year. A Fowler, a Hannafin. These guys drop down a few picks. Someone comes up. There will be a team that wants a center. No doubt about that. That may step into the top ten and grab one of the centers that are ranked outside of the top ten. So. It should be fun, and uh, we'll get your input when we come back here on Oilers Now. Some news out of Calgary we'll tell you about as well when we get back. That's all ahead after a short timeout. 
When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30 Shed. 125 in Edmonton. Allwork with you on Oilers Now. We just heard from Mike Moriel. A text comes in saying, "What the heck, be you? You mentioned." Moriel's mock draft, and you didn't deliver. Well, I mentioned some of the picks. I'll run through it quickly here. Uh, Moriel has, of course, Buffalo taking Darlene. Uh He has Svechnikov going to Carolina. He has Montreal selecting Zadina, number three. Ottawa taking Kachuk at four. Arizona going with Dobson at five. Detroit. Nabby and Boquist at six. Vancouver selecting Bouchard, who I want the Oilers to grab at seven. So... I do think the Oilers would maybe need to uh, trade up to get Bouchard. Bob, though, in his top 10 has uh, Bouchard at number 10. So there is a chance. He has uh, Hughes going to Chicago at 8. The Rangers, a little bit of a surprise here, going with Barrett Hayton at number 9. And I was talking about this with Mike, about one of these teams stepping up to grab one of the centers, which would mean good news for the Oilers with uh, a winger or a D-man dropping a pick or two. So he has the Oilers selecting Wallstrom. Adam Kimmelman as well from NHL.com has the Oilers selecting Boquist at number 10. And LePage has Kotkaniemi going to the Oilers at number 10 as well. So all kinds of mock drafts out there. We don't know who is going to be there for the Oilers, but uh, you can give your preference right now by texting us at 630-630, and there are a lot of them coming in. We will also address the speed thing that Peter Shrelly hit on, uh, comparing the Oilers to Vegas and saying that not everyone on Vegas is fast, but they play fast. Can the Oilers play like the Golden Knights next season? I don't know. It'll be up to the new coaching staff to get that out of this current group, and whoever the Oilers add better be quick this offseason to add to the mix if the Oilers hope to play anywhere near the tempo that Vegas plays with next season. They certainly look like it when McDavid's on the ice, and uh, it's up to the rest of the roster to try to play with that pace. Is it possible? I'm sure it is. And uh, that's what uh, the new coaching staff will try to uh, work on throughout the season. It won't be easy. I mean, Derek England is not the fastest guy in the league, but he works, or it works with him, rather, uh, in the Vegas system. So can the Oilers make it work with a Lucic? It'll be a challenge. Um, He needs to get faster himself, but there is still a place for Lucic, I believe, in the NHL, and we'll see if uh, the Oilers can get that out of him this upcoming season. It's 129 in Edmonton. We'll take a time out for the 130 news. We'll come back and uh, we'll take your phone calls and texts on others now.